This podcast is sponsored by Terraform Development is an engineering and architectural design studio company located in Flagstaff, Arizona. Co-owner and founder Eddie Kalnimtua supports the Hopi way of life and supports the next generation, including hiring Hopi professionals, individuals like Dr. Brianne Laban from the village of Tewa. Contact Terraform at 928-864-5022, extension 1, or you can email them at info at T-E-R-R-A, the number 4-O-R-M.com, or visit their website at www.terra, the number 4-O-R-M.com to learn more about Terraform development. They can design your next home, manage your next construction project, or fly their latest drone equipment to get aerial views of your project. Good day. Welcome to bonus content from Carl bonus. and J-Man Saves the World podcast. Bonus content here on uh, CJ Podcast or Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. My name is Carl and this is J-Man. Hello, hello. And so we would really wanted to do kind of an appreciation type of episode for all of our followers, um, kind of something, uh, a topic that probably be a little bit more useful to our listeners, aside from, you know, just hearing us BS and kind of <laughs> joke about uh, different topics. But uh, for this bonus episode, we're going to talk about mental health. I think the ladies love my voice. The ladies still love my voice. So... I have a, on good authority that that's not the case. <laughs> hey, Soul still thinks I'm cool. <laughs> and so for, for this uh, bonus uh, episode, you know, we do have a special guest. Yes. Um, uh, somebody that's uh, fairly well known within uh, on the Hopi Reservation, within Hopi community, somebody that does a lot of great work in the area of mental health and uh, wears so many hats. Uh, we have Mike Adams. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Mike. You. Yes, it is a pleasure to be here on the episode with uh, Carl and J-Man. And you know, I'm sitting here recognizing this really nice setup. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm in awe of how far you guys have come. So thank you for having me here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank Shout you. out to uh, Peace Academy Studio, yes, which once was the Hopi Mission School, and yeah. Mikey just uh, now told us that you used to be a student here. Yeah, I remember coming to school here, uh, riding all the way down from I think Palaka all the way down here on the bus. So I think it was a six o'clock in the morning, jumping in and. We're actually in the principal's office, and we're si- I'm sitting on the side of the desk that I used to be as a young, young, young mischievous guy. The, the same side of when he used to get in trouble. In. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a couple of parents, you know, having to pick me up here, you know, just because, you know, looking out this window right here. <laughs> And I, I see that you're you keep looking out the window to see if your parents are going to come. I think it's subconsciously still there. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And so, uh, Mike, you 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 wear fairly uh, quite a number of hats. You're you're a father, uh, a husband. Your your wife was actually a special guest on the uh, on the podcast, uh, our matrilineal society episode. Uh, Marissa is is your wife, um, and then you know my wife Wendy. Uh, was also featured on the episode for those of you that don't know Wendy is my wife so you know in that episode when she was talking about her lazy husband that can't get up and get the salt for himself (laughs) that that was me 
<laughs> but I, I changed those practices now. I no longer ask her to get things that I'm too lazy to get. Now I ask my dog. Okay, give him a round of applause for getting the salt this time. So, But you're also involved with uh, quite a, a number of other things too, correct, Mike? Like you're also, uh, you have your profession. You're also an artist, a musician, uh, an author. Man, putting us to shame. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about some of the things you're involved with? Sure. Uh, ambition, right? Ambition from a young Hopi uh, Tewa man. And, uh, you know, growing up out here, gra- proud graduate of Hopi Junior Senior High School. I think I jumped around from Mission School to Keems Canyon to back when it was Palaka Day School. And so uh, moved around a lot. And uh have since grown up and come to love my community and have just been working with kids. I think since 2012, I'm a um, certified school counselor. So I currently serve the Second Mesa Day School um, population right now and uh, have spent my years working at Hopi Junior Senior High School, Gray Hills High School, and then touching base with a lot of the schools. And so um, along that journey, have jumped in, uh, written a book in 2017 called The Warrior's Mindset, and um, have done multiple. I probably I'm say I'm gonna say that there's about thousand plus that I've, of people that I've spoken to as a professional speaker. So it's uh it's it's I mean it's good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. Awesome, awesome. So uh, mental health, a uh, big, huge topic, I think. And actually, you know, I think in regards to mental health here on the reservation, in a weird way, it's kind of uh, almost a, a new type of topic because I think that, you know, for, for all of us, you know, when you remember, recollect growing up in those younger years, you know, when you were having uh, issues with your mental health, you're always kind of just told to uh, uh, toughen up, buttercup. Yeah. You know, that was kind of the old uh, Hopi mentality. So Mike, can, can you tell us uh, why mental health is so important? Ah, good question. Um, You know, I I like to first phrase this uh, topic as, um, you know, we all have our different definitions of what mental health is. And I think uh, coming from a Hopi perspective, you know, we, you know, I sometimes talk to elders and they kind of look at me with disappointment when they say, yeah, now I can't even do nothing to my child to discipline them. (laughs) And, you know, that just comes from, you know, the perspective that, you know, I used to, you know, be able to tell them what to do, how to do it, and to kind of force, uh, you know, a way for them to do it. And uh, I mean, can you guys agree? Can you guys relate to that? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. So, like, you know, my uh, my tahas actually, uh, you know, would make fun of me because uh, I used to cry a lot at the field, saying that I was a woman or something like that. So. <laughs> What are you, a woman or something? <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, me and my, I mean, I, you know, I, as much as I, I'm very aware of this and teach this stuff, you know, I sometimes with my, uh, with my guy friends or my, um, my comrades, you know, we'll call each other's and, you know, if, if we're, you know, assessing certain things, I'll say, us lady, <laughs> 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 which is, you know, sometimes, you know, good to laugh about it. But in all seriousness, when it comes down to mental health, you know, we're really thinking about, you know, wellness in terms of, you know, yourself. And I don't break mental health just into mental health because, you know, in, in our traditions, we're taught that it, there's, you know, there's four aspects really, or, you know, there's multiple aspects that go into mental physical emotional and spiritual yeah and uh, you know that that runs really deep in terms of you know your well-being your health so i like to make sure that when we touch on this this topic that you know people are aware that it's you know it's not compartmentalized there's you know areas that weave together and and uh, come together but at the end of the day can you go to sleep and think am i happy am i well am i 
I, I successful. Think the, I, th- I think <laughs> the answer to that for most Hopi folk is that, you know, half our world is on fire when we're going to bed <laughs> and we're just worried about, you know, the, yeah. the, all of the things that we have to get done the next day. <laughs> true, true. And when we're thinking about, you know, what the things that we have to get done, you know, I look, you know, I, I just, so I just, I, I, I did this course. It's called um, a new breath, new life. And, um, I took a group of people through this course and it was really understanding, you know, how many, um, you know, most of them are uh, Hopi, but most people, how we get caught in the trap of everyone comes before me and I come last. And, you know, that's something that's taught, but I think it, it's taught in a good way to, you know, give service. But when you end up realizing that you overwhelm stress and, you know, feel like the world is on caving down on your shoulders, I think that's a, a sign that, man, something needs to change. Either the my outlook or the things that I'm doing in my life. Mm, definitely. I, I, I think that that um, that picture that you described is fairly um relatable to a lot of us especially in this day and age because on the podcast we've talked a lot about um talking to our elders and getting their perspectives of what life was like back then and you know i think that a lot of our souls and guas um a lot of them didn't really work these uh nine to five behind the jobs that the a lot of their jobs was a lot of the cultural stuff but now people like us, where we have these nine to five jobs on top of our cultural um, tradition, uh, tra- traditional requirements and, and that sort of thing. And so how, how do you, um, I, I, I guess, uh, handle that type of thing when you have so much to do? I'm sure that you probably spoke to that before. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I like to reference a, a particular study. So this study was done, um, I think, you know, a couple of years ago, but it was a, it was a lot of three-year study. And what these researchers were doing were they were trying to understand, you know, what makes someone happy, what makes someone successful in terms of not like, not like fame, money, and wealth, but, you know, the energy that they exude, the impact that they make in their lives, and really the relationships that they are proud to have in their life. And so what, I, what they understood was that, studying thousands of people who were categorized as quote-unquote happy and successful, they found like this 28 commonalities. And they bunched these 28 commonalities into seven areas. And the one thing that they realized is that success and happiness is not due to where you come from, how you grow up, you know, how much money you have, don't have, how much education you have, don't have. You know, none of those factors made sense. There was one thing, and that one thing was how you look at the world. And, you know, that was really um, insightful to, to know that how you look at the world is not something that just happens. You know, you are taught how to look at the world. And when we look at our culture and how it's trying to teach us how to look at the world in a unique way, there's so much value in there. But, you know, from what I see, at least working with adolescents and adults is where we we come up with these uh, limiting beliefs or these, you know, ideas and thoughts that don't necessarily serve where we want to go or how to live life. And so anytime that we feel um, like, you know, overwhelmed, stress, you know, just wanting to give up again, you can look back at how am I looking at the world? Because that really plays into everything that you do. How you look at the world will play into your behaviors, will play into the things that come, you know, below, your actions you take and the results that you ultimately get. Mm. That's great. 
That's great. That's awesome. Because I know that, well, I, I guess, you know, when you were mentioning that, one of the things that kind of popped into my head, because, you know, um, I, I guess our relationships with one another um, kind of plays a factor into whether how much stress or how much joy we have within our lives, because I get stressed out working with Carl all the time. <laughs> so, you know, what, what are some of uh, the, the, the strategies, at least that you um that you've learned about or implore in, in our relationships with one another here on the reservation. Wait, wait, before he answers that question, I'm not stressful. You're stressful. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to ask my wife that question, she'd probably agree with you. <laughs> Your wife and I have very similar uh, opinions about you right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were to look at that, right, we would look at, let's slow down that topic right there, stress. Stress is something would be, you know, um, you know, we know that if, uh, you know, J-Man right here have, is feeling stress and uh, Carl's not feeling it, it's because J-Man is looking at Carl's behaviors in a certain way. And so it's perception of how he's looking at it, not necessarily what Carl's doing, but until J-Man can learn, understand to accept or get, you know, whatever with how he's looking at Carl, I mean, there's going to continue to be stress. And until it's spoken, until it's worked on, it's just... Yeah, Carl, yeah. you stress hey, me out. you better <laughs> learn how to accept me. Accept me. And, you know, that, that, that story is well documented on our YouTube. YouTube channel in terms of how I perceive you. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So uh, watch the YouTube channel, guys. <laughs> so, you know, we go back to stress, stress in terms of if I'm feeling, I know I talk about this when I work with people and it's, it's a very hard concept to get in living in our society today, not only just because, you know, it's a reservation, but worldwide. And this this aspect, just really one word. And that word is responsibility. And the word, when you break it down, it really means to be at cause for something. And when you when you get into that word and really breaking it and making it mean something for you, it means can you be at cause? Can you be responsible for your own emotions? Can you be responsible for the way you're looking at things? Can you be responsible for kind of, you know, how you're acting in the moment? And until you do that, the world kind of has is out of control because if you're at the point where it's not my fault, it's, you know, Carl's fault. It's not my fault. It's, you know, their fault. It's not my fault. It's the tribal council's fault. It's not my fault. It's, you know, my neighbor's fault. And, you know, that would be the opposite of taking responsibility. That would be, you know, blaming and victim mentality. And so there's a very, you know, huge concepts that, you know, take, you know, people to actually, you know, consciously have to learn. And, uh, you know, that's that's the essence of being able to move through stress. And so that's a, you know, big topic that takes required practice. But, you know, that's where uh, someone would want to start when they want to start looking at their own stress. Well, well, thank you for using me as an example of my fault. Yeah, so. it's always Carl's fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. I didn't go correct around here. <laughs> <laughs> so all my guys that are listening to this right now, it's, it's not Carl's it's fault. not my fault. <laughs> and Courtney, you're probably listening to this, so it's not it's not my fault there. So <laughs> said, take take responsibility for your own uh, <laughs> for how you're looking at me. <laughs> and you have to accept me. Um, so so uh, what what are, what other um, I guess uh, huge areas do you cover um, in regards to this topic when you're speaking to our people out here on the reservation? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think Hopi, in terms of, you know, always drawing that connection is, is Hopi's, I mean, so beautiful. You know, when we look at the the way that our Taoists are written, you know, the, the essence of a song, you know, it speaks about recognizing the small things and to, you know, cleave at the, you know, to, to cast your blessings out in the morning, you know, that's really the essence of sending gratitude. And here's the thing that about the mind that most people don't know is that there's two parts of your mind. There's a conscious part and there's a subconscious part. And part of your subconscious mind is, 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 is powerful. And so when you're actually subconsciously in something, you know, that's the most powerful part of you. It's like that voice that, you know, that whisper that you hear inside your yourself when it's telling you to do something, but you don't really want to do it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, ah, oh, I should have done it. You know, that's that's that that whisper. You know, we, we call it in Hopi, listening to your heart, dancing from your heart, singing from your heart, doing things from your heart. And I think when you can really get in tune with, you know, expressing gratitude for all the things that you have. And again, it's right. It's, it's how you're seeing the world. If you can't see the blessings within your life you know if you can't see you know how blessed you are at this moment right now you know no amount of wealth no amount of you know anything that you get in your life is ever going to be you know satisfactory for you because you can't express seeing gratitude so a lot of uh you know talking to people is reminding them of what's already embedded in our culture because hope you really is a framework for how to live your life and uh, when we get disconnected from that you know it it, it, it shows Oh, wow! Wow! I, I feel so much better about myself. Yeah, right now. I actually feel connected right now. Yeah, you're 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 a saint, Mike. So, uh, a, a serious question, if if I can, um, are you an ayer, or is there other type of slang that you've grown up with? Are you an ayer or an ayer? Ayer, or are you a near? <laughs> a near <laughs> or a nar? Man, I was a big time ayer. <laughs> When I was growing up, for sure, in the in, in First Mesa area, and um, and and since I came back from college, I, I picked up this slang over there. So I think I remember my um, my family really poking and punching at me the times that I was saying and like and like and like like a California girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a part of you know growing up in, or being in uh, Los Angeles for about four or five years, and then finally coming back. But now today, I think um, I, I'm I'm very aware of it. Um, if you know one thing that comes up across a lot of people is and whatnot and whatnot (laughs) that's that's one thing that i've always tried to to stay away from yeah i I, I have this kind of mental game that i play with myself when i listen to a lot of our people do public speaking i try to i try to identify what their word or their phrase is that they constantly say and then i count how many times (laughs) that they say it and usually it's that it's it's whatnot and a few others. So if you're out there, you know, doing public speaking, just know that I'm I'm playing this this game. With you. <laughs> so we ha- we have Mike. We have a a debate here that's going on between J Man and I. J Man's answer is correct. <laughs> but who has one of the okay. most beautiful voices on on the podcast? He asked this because he uh, does exercises with his voice <laughs> that he learned on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know what? I've listened and uh I I in terms of voices you have to look at character, you have to look at pitch, tempo, uh resonance and uh I'm going to give it a uh maybe a 5149 uh over to Carl. 
5149. Man, Mike's just being nice. (laughs) And and so, uh, Mike, you've covered a lot in regards onto the mental side. But one thing that I've really always admired about you is that, you know, your abilities to uh, stay fit and, you know, keep yourself physically active. What are some of the, um, I guess, strategies or suggestions that you have in terms of us uh, keeping our, our physical uh, side of ourselves healthy because I know that that's a component that you mentioned as a part of this uh, four core group. Yeah. Um, so men, physical fitness in terms of mentality, I mean, I've just studied enough of it to know that dopamine, right? Dopamine, serotonin, um, all these chemicals that are elicited inside your body when you, you know, actually actively, you know, f- get, get fit. So there's two ways, you know, I always think about it. there's two ways that you can, um, Turn on your metabolism in the morning. Number one is eating. That's why they always, you know, consider, you know, have your first, have your, have breakfast. Number two is um, moving your body for at least 15, 30 minutes. And for me, that has just become a program habit. I've uh, played college football. I played football throughout high school. Um, Once I was done playing football, I turned to running. And uh, for me, it's just... I mean, I I look at my life and I think at an identity level, this is the topic that you talked about, but identity is so powerful. But, you know, for most people, we we shift our identity to being that of our peers. And, um, you know, if if I'm to look at, you know, our peers around here, you know, then then if my identity is is uh, that of a you know big person then you know i'm i'm going to do everything in my beliefs and my actions toward you know that that type of person and a lot of this crazy is it's all built subconsciously so here's the crazy thing from age 0 to 7 most people most kids are just a walking sponge they're adopting everything from beliefs values, the actions, behavior, everything's modeling, right? We have these mirror neurons within us from age zero to seven. And so most people are just primed and programmed from age zero to seven to be who they want to be up until, you know, their adulthood. And so if you ever look at, you know, mothers and daughters, they are almost the same in terms of financial status. They're almost the same in terms of um, body type. They're almost the same in terms of, you know, just these various differences uh, that that exists in there but it's you know fascinating stuff to know that when I look at that and if you know I'm I was you know raised on uh you know I, I look at my little kid pictures and you know I see no teeth you know here or they're all black <laughs> and uh, you know up to this day I still have um the silver inside because you know I didn't I, I ate anything I want that was my family's values that was how we were raised and stuff but now looking and understanding that if I ever want to break that cycle it had to do some internal work which was changing beliefs changing values and ultimately changing identity so right now I sit at the identity I'm still an, I'm still an athlete like I'm an, I'm an athlete so that's what I do what I do so so in the beginning you said uh, uh, a big word called dopamine so uh, to uh, to the res people out here, when they hear dope and anything dope, they're gonna, they're going to relate that to some different there. That's so that's in correlation <laughs> to what we're thinking. Yeah, right? so that's nothing in correlation to what we're actually talking about. So explain what dopamine is, because our listeners out there are you know. And me and Carl want to know too. And I want to know as well too. So <laughs> I asked that on behalf of everybody out there, but I really want to know. Everybody but no might know but Carl. <laughs> 
Dopamine. So dopamine is basically a, a happy chemical, right? It's these happy chemicals that are released after your body wants to reward you or your mind wants to reward you on, on something that you did. And so for most people who run, I mean, there's that satisfaction feeling that you get after you've completed a run. And that's just natural dopamine and serotonin chemicals being released in your body. So, Carl, do you get that same dopamine then after you finish a, a hard-fought Quidditch match? <laughs> <laughs> after flying around my soul's house <laughs> with her uh, broomstick? With her broomstick, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the that's the part of it. It's like I caught the I caught the snitch. <laughs> <laughs> snitch. <laughs> well, I think we're we're getting close to time. But uh, Mike, is there anything else that um, you'd like to share with us and, and your viewers in, in regards to the topic? Yeah, um, you know, in, in terms of that gratitude or, you know, being able to express, I think, you know, when we look back at our legacy, our legacy of people that we've come from, that we've descended from, you know, I always like to ask that question. I asked it once in our organization is when we're, you know, actually going through this Hopi leadership program, we started talking about Hopi Lavai. And, you know, I was looking at the concept of, you know, how school is, you know, how our school structure is, you know, set today is, you know, we go by Arizona standards. And so it pushes our children in a, in a trajectory, right, to put them into post-secondary and really to serve jobs that, you know, for the most part, sometimes don't serve our community. And, you know, if we're really to, you know, break down the structure of, you know, how, how do we make Hopi a part of, you know, more of our school system? How to make it more part of our values? And, you know, that's that question I came up with and I asked and I said, aren't we important? You know, isn't the way that we look at life, isn't that important? Isn't what we say and how we believe in our world, isn't that important? And there's a reason why there's not just a rose in the world, but that there's a variety of diversity of different flowers that are all beautiful. And, you know, sometimes when we're all just striving to be like, you know, someone else, you know, we, 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 we don't see our own beauty within ourselves. And so, you know, that's the part of, you know, what I tell people is, you know, when we look at the, at ourselves, you know, look at the way that you live your life. And instead of trying to be like someone else, you know, know that you're, we're blessed with a purpose here. You're blessed with, you know, sacredness inside you. And so, you know, that part of you, you know, you have to let breathe, let shine, breathe some life into it and, you know, let it be. And so that's what I um, always like to share as a message is, you know, you are important, but it's, you know, the world's not going to treat you like that until you believe that for yourself. Well, thank you for that's that. Great, Mike. Oh, that's man. great. That's this was this was great. I really enjoyed this, and I think that we'll probably have to bring Mike back. Yeah, for, for actually, a full episode. yeah, exactly. And so this is the bonus content. So um, thank you again, Mike. Thank you for showing up and uh, boy, taking, boy, this, I'm sorry. taking this time to speak to us and telling me that I have a beautiful voice and uh, telling <laughs> J Man that uh, I stress him out more than ever. So thank you for that. And I mean, here's a suggestion, right? <laughs> All you have to do is. Uh, Put on a little Google survey, put it out to your audience, and then have them vote, 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 oh, vote, gosh. vote. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that is going to... You know what? Just say I'm the winner because uh, I have I do have a beautiful voice, so... I, I think the survey that I would prefer is who's the real captain of this ship, uh, J-Man or Carl? And I, I think that the, the results in, in that uh, questionnaire would be a lot different. All right. Well, thank you again. Thank for, you, Mike. Yeah, thank Bye -bye. you, Mike. Thank Bye. you, Mike, for, for showing up here. My name is Carl, and this is J-Man. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Carl and J-Man Save the World. And uh, thank you. Thank you again. So long.
Potter. 